Radio MD. RadioMD.com. Spokesperson for the American College of Emergency Physicians. She's Dr. Lee. And the Dr. Lee Vinoker Show. Hi, and welcome back to the show, Health from the Outside In. Um, an interesting study came out that looked at sleep apnea and uh, heart risk related to it for men and women. My next guest is an expert. She's a pulmonologist, an internist, and a sleep metal- medicine specialist. She's the senior physician at the Division of Sleep and Circadian Disorders and Director of the Program of Sleep and Cardiovascular Medicine at Brigham and Women's Hospital in Boston, Dr. Susan Redline, and author of the study. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you for having me. So um, I I read about this study. I, I thought it was very interesting. Can you first just describe, I mean, how do you determine if someone truthfully has, I mean, is there a difference, you know, people are complaining, oh, my spouse, they snore all the time. Is there something like simple snoring that is not true sleep apnea? Yes. um, Well, sleep apnea is part of the spectrum of something we refer to as sleep disordered breathing. And it consists of snoring, which is basically turbulent airflow in the throat that vibrates the tissues and makes the noises that we're so familiar with through periods where the throat really collapses at night. And we call those apneas when you don't breathe, no Mm -hmm. breath. And when you don't breathe repetitively, your your brain is deprived of oxygen levels and your sleep is disrupted. And we we identify sleep apnea, in fact, when there are um, repetitive episodes of these apneas overnight, and that requires an overnight sleep study. Okay. And, it, I mean, so is there such a thing? I mean, I've heard, you know, you have a little baby. Sometimes they kind of have noisy sleep, a little bit noisy. So when should you really talk to your doctor about it to decide before we talk, and then we'll talk about the study, to decide, you know, is this something that I really need to get checked out? Sure. Well, sleep apnea actually turns out to be very common in in the population. It occurs in children as well as in adults. And in adults, it actually may affect between 15 and 30% of adults depending on their age. So it's very common. Um, It is treatable. And the types of signs and symptoms really include, um, you know, having loud snoring, um, often with with, uh, not uh, stopping breathing at night, um, waking up feeling unrefreshed, having very restless sleep, um, you know, problems with sleepiness and tiredness, and in children, actually problems with hyperactivity during the day. And people, um, and then there are some other signs. So, for example, one of the patients who has been part of um, a uh, patient-centered network on sleep apnea called myapnea.org says one of the first signs she had was the inability to get into dream sleep, you know, an indication that she wasn't really having that quality sleep because her snoring was interrupting and kept pushing her into states of mini wakefulness. So people with those symptoms of poor quality sleep, daytime sleepiness, and especially people who have some of those um, other conditions like high blood pressure, like diabetes, um, um, are, are people that really should talk to their doctors about the, the, the possibility of talking to a sleep specialist and having a sleep study. 
Yeah. And do you think, um, you know, it seems to be something you we are hearing more and more about, and a lot of it uh, is related to our obesity epidemic. Um, is is yeah. that part of it? So, so it's very important to note that sleep apnea does get worse and is often precipitated by obesity, and a majority of patients with sleep apnea are overweight or obese, but a majority of Americans are also overweight and obese. Right. Um, and, and what's also important to note, is, and, and it's also important to note that weight loss and weight gain can actually influence what, you know, sleep apnea getting better or worse. However, a good 20% of patients with sleep apnea aren't obese. So, and, and that's, um, so it's very, very important to note that not being over, you know, if you have those symptoms of snoring and poor quality of sleep, just because you're not obese doesn't mean that you're protected from sleep apnea. Oh, okay. So what now is the link um, with sleep apnea and heart disease? Is it this episodes of no oxygen that are can damage the heart? Yeah, you know, it probably relates to several factors. So what happens when you stop breathing at night, your oxygen levels do fall, your carbon dioxide levels go up, so you're not ventilating at night, and that lack of oxygen and the buildup of carbon dioxide can actually trigger your nervous system, um, in particular, your, sympath- your, adrenaline, your levels of adrenaline or your sympathetic nervous system to go into overdrive. Um, and those triggers can also, um, you know, cause surges in blood pressure that could cause nightly stresses on the on your your vasculature, you know, your blood vessels, and cause damage to the lining of your blood vessels that could then lead to heart disease. But also, these drops in oxygen and these surges of adrenaline can um, cause problems in the way your pancreas functions and your, in, you know, the release of insulin and the sensitivity of your body to insulin. So that way, it could also predispose to diabetes, which itself is a risk factor for heart disease. Um, and um, it can, um, and, and these these findings also um, can cause, you know, other metabolic problems. For example, even change in your levels of cholesterol. So there's many, many stresses that come from those drops in oxygen, the raises of sympathetic, these sympathetic surges. And then finally, when you don't breathe at night and you're struggling to open an airway, you're actually causing a lot of work around your heart to happen. You're, You're struggling to open up that airway. And that's Struggle and those changes in pressure around your heart in your chest cavity can also stimulate um, um, certain changes in the heart function and hormone release. Wow. So what was interesting about this study is when you looked at it you, and you followed these patients for a long time, it was more of a heart risk in women than men. Why do you think that was? Yeah, so this was somewhat surprising to us because all of our prior work, which was shorter duration, where we've studied individuals, where we, these are not patients per se, these are people in the community who volunteered to be part of research studies and they overwent, they underwent research sleep studies, so that's important to note. And in the past, we studied these populations of many thousands of people for up to about eight years. And in those early studies, it really looked as though the men were the ones who had increased risk. 
Now, um, as we extended follow-up and we focused on a somewhat older group of people in this last study, we find that the risk of developing heart failure changes in the, the muscle of the heart that's, that's very associated with heart failure, that is um, um, hypertrophy of the heart muscle, as well as heart-related uh, death was actually more significantly associated with sleep apnea in the woman than men. And that study was done up to almost 14 years. And what we think we're seeing is that as we, that in fact, as women age, women tend to get sleep apnea at a somewhat later age on average than men. So that in order to really fully understand the lifelong sort of effects of sleep apnea, um, you know, we need to study women for longer periods of time. So as we stretched out our period of follow-up and, and as women got older and likelihood the period that they had sleep apnea actually increased over time, so that was like a cumulative stress, we really started seeing the impact on heart muscle, on heart function, and on coronary artery death. Hmm. That's pretty interesting <laughs> that, um, and, you know, and was it too that women, you know, and that's probably a whole nother study. We only have a minute, but, you know, women have different presentations of heart, um, you know, heart disease too. So they don't always, you know, maybe recognize it. So, you know, there's, there's lots of issues with recognition mm-hmm. of both sleep apnea and heart disease right. that differs for men and women. Hmm. Fascinating. Well, uh, I guess the, the, you got to listen to your spouse and talk to your doctor if they say you're snoring. I want to thank my guest. This is the Dr. Lee Van Oker Show, Health from the Outside In. Stay tuned to your health.